Good evening, my little teacups, and welcome back to another episode of Evening Tea with me. I'm your host, Nora May. I sound pretty rough right now. Yeah, I understand that. It is almost 3 p.m., and I just woke up. Yeah, and I have food in my possession, so I won't get hungry. We mad chillin' right now. And what we're going to talk about this episode is I'm going to read more threads from Decimated City, or The Decimated City. Go follow that on Twitter, uh, Decimated City, capital D on Decimated, capital C on City. So, yeah, please, no hate. I will block you. Like, no lie. If it's discriminatory against me, my group of friends, or the Asian community, I will block you. I don't care. I'm eating a steamed bun right now. My guy. I haven't eaten anything since I woke up. Aside from that steamed bun. Yo. That's the vibes right there. So I think where we left off. Um. I only read... Day one, log one, and day log... Oh, day one, log two. Um, so... We're gonna read that. Oh, day two, log one, all the way to day eight. Yeah. Meaning, I had to wait, like, four days, because I was not up for typing anything right now. And let me tell you, we did meet up with another group... We did find two of our friends, and they joined the group, so now um, some of the characters will be taking turns. Unfortunately, Raya doesn't want to type out things, but you can tell by her character development that she's doing everything she can to take care of the group. She's like the second mom. Um... Brittany, on the other hand, she wants to do, like, occasional tweets, but they will be short. Um, They won't be updates. They'll just be, like, short jokes between our friend group uh, that will apply to what would happen if we were in a global pandemic apocalypse. So, yeah, that's a thing. Um, So, yeah. If you want to follow along, go to Decimated City on Twitter, capital D on Decimated, capital C on City. Or if you want to go to Instagram, go to Decimated City, no capitals. Mm, So, yeah. So again, this is an alternate reality game or an ARG that is based on our current global pandemic. It's a shared account on Twitter. And you guys can give us insight, and you guys can interact. Please, no discriminatory texts or stupid things. I will block you, okay? I'm not physically here right now, or I'm not mentally here right now. I'm going off, like, a couple hours of sleep. Okay, so we're on day two, log one thread so this is stefan's pov 
Hey, so everyone is groaning mad because I just shook them all awake. I had to turn on the TV. No one was expecting what would be on it. Oh my god. This is so petrifying. Traumatizing, even. Since everyone is now confused, let me just describe to you what we're seeing. The people behind the news reporter are throwing up what's left of their inner body and immediately collapsing to the ground. It seems as though the virus is not to be fucked with. All those bodies. Women, men, and children. I think I'm going to be sick. Ryan, Britt, suddenly felt nauseous. May, on the other hand, felt like she was in a trance. I've just noticed something. May began. Some of the people in the background were people we went to school with. No way. Is that what the virus's exposure can do to people? Do they know what's the cause of it? Britt panicked. They say that it was the bad CN in Wuhan, China. But I don't think it is. I think it's something else. Raya looked seriously scared about this. May took out her phone and started texting somebody. Hey sis, who are you texting? Do we even have Wi-Fi in this house? I asked her, confused. This isn't even our house. I'm texting Marshall and Tony in the Discord. I want to make sure that I get my information straight. Information? I have no idea what she meant by that. I heard a familiar ding sound as she has a reply back. According to Marshall, the virus was apparently let loose after a lab incident. What he's saying is the virus could be made in a lab. Well, this kind of thing makes a whole situation more difficult. Uh, Ask him if they are safe. May started typing on her phone to the boys as we wait for another response. 45 minutes later, another ding came through the phone. We are safe and protected, Tony said. We should meet up with them soon. It'll be best if we're in a group of people with various strengths, May suggested. We all nodded. She told them to send her their coordinates, so they did. We should walk soon. We need to find a different location before anything else. We will update another log for this day soon. We will keep you updated. Everyone stay safe. Um, day two, log two. Now, my thoughts on log one for day two, um, it was like the start of me asking people to participate. Um, not in my group, but between Marshall and Tony. Of course, I can't ask the person to play Tony because it's Tony. Um, but I did ask my boyfriend if I can include him. And he said, yes. So we're using him in this. But this is how I'm going to build from friendship to relationship. Because that's what exactly what I did between my relationship with my boyfriend. So in this case, it's probably going to be more heightened and more enhanced. But it depends on a situation. Also, I have Cinnabon next to me. I'm chilling, my guy. It's sticky as fuck, though. Okay. I should really stop eating when I'm about to read. But this... This steamed bun... 
slaps, my guy. Vibes. Total vibes. You're going to hear me say vibes so many times in this recording. You're going to get really used to it and you're going to hate it. But again, steam bun, vibes. (laughs) Okay. Oh, and totally off topic. I started watching Teen Wolf again. Hot. Actually hot. They're all so hot. Okay, anyways. (laughs) Day two, log two. Thread. Stefan's POV. I slept for what seemed like endless hours until I jolted awake by May violently shaking me. Okay, damn woman, I'm up. The fuck? May urged me and the others to get ready to leave. Suddenly, we hear a faint sloshing sound. What the fuck was that? Raya yelled within a whisper. The sound grew increasingly louder. It sounded like a wet sack of shit being dragged across the floor. Sorry, that was great. Then it began to thump down the staircase. Um, guys? Bros- Oh, sorry. Brit froze in place. Pointed- Uh, and she pointed towards the thing. I cannot read, my guy. We turned and my skin drained of color as this black, tar-like, human-like entity continued its way down the stairs. It gradually moved quicker as it made eye contact with all of us. Kids, grab your shit, we're leaving. Head for the garage, May said. Bitch, I ran faster than I ever could. Brit, shut the fucking door, lock that shit. Raya screamed. We all turned around and noticed that there was a soccer mom minivan. Bet. Let's go. Of course. Alright, since May's the oldest, so... Oh, wait. Alright, May's the oldest, so she's in charge of the van for the time being. I explained and handed May the keys to the van. Bitch, how can you be so calm right now? A live shit stain almost killed us. What the fuck was it? Everyone shrugged. We loaded the van and reversed out of the garage. The sound of crushing dead bodies of SWAT soldiers beneath the van almost made me vomit. Before we end this log, I would like to say that according to May, we are uh, unable to access the weapons from the soldiers without overriding the beacon signal implanted within the firearm. The only person who can help is Marshall, since he's an intermediate mechanic. Sure, we know their coordinates, but what if they moved? We need them to help. They are pretty much vital players in this messed up game the world is involved in. Raya suggested that we find walkies before nightfall to get in contact with the boys. I know what you're thinking. We have phones. We, uh, why don't we use them to contact the boys? Ever since this mass shitstorm went by, the cell towers are preventing us from making any audio calls. So that's out of the question. We'll keep you updated. Now, 
I literally cannot read for the life of me. Why? Uh, maybe because I keep rambling and stumbling and blah, 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 blah. So, yeah. Okay, so this is day three, log one. This is my POV, or May's POV. Night fell upon us, and I had to drive with the low lights on. I don't want to change or cause any attention to anything that may get us into deep shit. Everyone was asleep, finally. Stefan and Raya are good for everyone who was wondering from the last thread. Britt is pretty traumatized from what happened in that house. I don't really blame her. It was unexpected for all of us. I still don't quite understand it, though. What exactly was it? Did the woman in the house disintegrate and transform into that tar creature? If so, how? As I casually drive, I slowed and squinted my eyes, uh, squinted my eyes towards an object in front of me. What the fuck? I grumbled under my breath, trying not to alarm anyone in the car. It's too dark to get a good view of it, but I can tell that it's pretty tall and skinny. And then I provided a picture. Holy fucking shit, that's terrifying to drive through. No! What the hell? I whispered under my breath. Internally screaming, I stopped the car, switched off the low lights, and began to text Marshall. He said, don't provoke it. It'll make it worse on your end. Tony and I ran into a few of those along the way. Drive slow past it. He replies. I heaved a deep and heavy sigh and began to move slowly past this entity. I begged that it didn't notice the car moving, so I stopped every once in a while. An hour passed and I have escaped from that thing. Now, five more hours to Marshall and Tony. I'm so fucking tired. So many dead bodies in the road ahead of me. Speed bumps. They're only steed bumps. They're just speed bumps. I breathe and continue to crush their bodies underneath the tires. Dry heaving is not as therapeutic as I would have hoped. Now I see what Stefan was going on about. Before we left, I took a package of dewy drops from one of the dead soldiers. As I looked at them, there are about 500 jelly drops each that hydrate the body, meaning that consuming two jellies is equivalent to drinking two bottles of water. I took eight boxes, two in each safety pack. I drive through the next town and let me tell you, barren, ghost town, no one is here. Bodies in the streets, all shot in the head, and personally, I think I'd rather not be berated by a random person who think that my race started the damn virus. I'm Filipino-American, people. A familiar ding came from my phone, and I'm surprised that Stefan, Britt, and Raya are all deep-ass sleepers. Marshall, my heart pinged with an unbeknownst excitement. Just checking up on you. It's nearly sunrise. I told him that I was stopping for gas, nearly on E, and raiding for supplies. Here's the text messages for proof of what this dork texted. Anyways, I just got back and on the road again. 
I got bottled coffee for all of the kids in the background. Um, beef jerky or turkey jerky because we all need some. Pure leaf sweetened teas for me because your girl wants some sweet hibiscus tea, my guy. Uh, bottled jugs of water or bottled or jugs of water, whatever. Gummy worms and gummy bears. Peach rings. Peach rings, my guy. Oh my god. <laughs> Painkillers, XS brand energy drinks, and etc. And then I provided a text message between me and Marshall. I'll update you guys when I'm nearly to our destination. I'll even wake up the kids when we're there. <laughs> I'm so weird. Anyways. Day four, log one. Okay, how long are we? 16 minutes. Bet. We are chilling. Okay. So this is still my POV. Six excruciating hours later, we're here. I had to wait to, uh, by the metal gate to open uh, before uh, before going in. Sorry, brain fart. I woke up everyone with my shoe. Meaning, my Filipino ass took my shoe off and started hitting them. Y'all, wake the fuck up, children, we're here. Britt threw my shoe back and it hit my eye. Damn, woman. I texted Marshall, hey, just outside. Wait, you're serious? Hold on, I'll let you pull in. Wait by the gate. I quickly got out of the car and noticed a line of guys in full black fight suits. I saw Marshall and I bleep. Uh, let me tell you, bitch. I saw Marshall and I beeline straight for this man. He drops his weapon and opens up his arms. I jumped into his arms and started crying. Okay. Let me tell you, this bitch is straight out of an apocalyptic romance novel. Come on. <laughs> Anyways, you're safe. You're alive. You're okay, he whispers. Tony laughed within his helmet. Raya cupped her hands in front of her mouth. Britch straight beeline for Tony. And Stefan started to hype us all up. I removed his helmet and... We stared in awkwardness, awkward silence. He wiped, his, he wiped the tears away from my cheeks, and I laughed as he put me down. Now, Marshall pauses. What the fuck are Dewey drops? I look at him, and I went to the van to unload. I handed him the eight full boxes of 500 flavored hydration jellies. 500 each? I nodded. Dude, this is a time saver. Where did you find this? We looted four dead SWAT soldiers that were shot in front of our house. He looked at me, dumbfounded and confused. A couple hours later, within the day, I told him about the things we all have witnessed and about the tar-like monsters after a person is infected with the coronavirus. It started to get dark, and the boys offered to provide us rooms for us to stay in. Marshall and I stayed together, Ryan and Stefan together, and then Brittany and Tony together. Marshall and I began working on the shoulders' guns, while the others plan out the next phase. 
you've been through shit. At least now you're armed. Playing video games can give you that advantage. He chuckled. I punched his arm in a playful manner. I discussed with him about the tar-like monsters and about how they mimic being human, as if nothing ever happened to them. Weird. Tony and I have only been met with that siren head before you guys contacted us. It showed up near the school and then let out this loud-ass siren. Shit scared the fuck out of me. Noted. Driving past it was a nightmare. I felt his embrace once more, letting out a sob. You need to sleep. You've been awake for more than eight hours. Get your ass to bed. I'll meet you there. I yawned and began to trudge over the king-sized bed to knock the fuck out. But the thought of those creatures got me thinking. I need a journal for that shit. I'll update soon. Bitch. And this is the recent one that I just did. Okay. Day 8, log 1, thread, 4 days of radio silence. I'm not sure how- oh, by the way, this is Marshall's POV. Yeah, my guy. I'm not sure how this thing works, but I wanted to give the others a break for a moment. I'm Marshall. I went to high school with May, Tony, Brittany, Raya, and Stefan. I was the quiet but smart kid of the class who played video games. May, Tony, and I are pretty close. We all would call over Discord to play some video games. May sucked. She'd pick the worst guns for each match, but we taught her the right way. I guess you can say it's beneficial for her and her group. According to May, sorry for the radio silence, quote, quote. May and I have been trying to access the SWAT weapons for the past couple of days, but no luck. But we're close. Off topic from that, I've noticed that May has been having trouble sleeping. She tosses and turns in her sleep. Is she uncomfortable? Is she having night terrors? I don't know, but I'm worried. I mean, her and her group nearly got attacked by two creatures and survived a near-death experience. I doubt anybody in her group is getting a good night's rest. Well, aside from Brittany, of course. Because <laughs> Brittany and Tony. <laughs> <laughs> this will be one of the shorter logs, but I'm still getting used to this sort of thing. But tomorrow or the day after, we're heading into the city for quote-quote actual groceries. Meaning that we get to cook a homemade BLD, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I haven't had a home-cooked meal since the virus started, and the only place that's taking care of their stock is Whole Foods. We have a bunker base and a house, so whatever we need is here. It would give everyone a chance to settle for a bit. Forgot to mention about the bunker base, we have a greenhouse, so whatever fruits we decide to get from the store, we're going to try and grow here. That way it would save us rations. Ration count for Tony and Marshall. Tony has 200, he used 50 on candy, and... Marshall has 250. I'll ask Tony about making rations cards for the rest of the group. Uh, I hear May toss and turn again. I turn off my lamp, stop working, walked over to where she slept, laid next to her, and 
held her in my arms. Okay, yeah, definitely a night terror. I'll update soon. No, see, that's cute. That's a cute moment between May and Marshall. Uh, only because they've been friends for a really long time. And she would always come for him. Oh, no, she would always come to him for help or creatures that she runs into or what to do if something's in front of me that just crawled its way out of somebody's body. Do I wait there? Do I not? Do I drive my car? Do I keep going? I don't know, but he always has an answer for her. But, yeah, that's it, actually. So, the decimated city is working its way up to what's going on. I don't know how long it's going to be, but again, this is like a log-based... Um, yeah, a log-based type novel, book, ARG, whatever. Yes, you can interact. Yes, you can ask questions. We will try to answer them as best as we can as different characters. So, yeah. Um, The Decimated City is on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Wattpad. You can search... The Decimated City um, on Wattpad now. Um, you guys can look for The Decimated City on Instagram at Decimated City, no capitals. And on Twitter, Decimated City, capital D on Decimate, um, or Decimated, sorry, brain fart. Again, in capital C on City. And that is it for the episode. I will update more on the Decimated City as much as I can if it is updated. So, yeah, I love you all. And I'll see you in the next episode.